Hello, the internet, and welcome to season 140, episode 4 of The Daily Zeitgeist, a production oh, yeah. of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into American share consciousness and say officially off the top, fuck the Koch brothers, fuck Fox right. News, fuck Rush yeah. Limbaugh, fuck Bud mm-hmm. Sexton, fuck J.K. Rowling, fuck Ben Shapiro. Jeffrey it, Star. Jeffrey Star. Fuck It's Thursday, July 2nd, 2020. My name is Jack O'Brien, a.k.a. No one knows what it's like to be the sweetest piece of meat. It's because of my size. Uh, that is courtesy of Christy Yamaguchi, Maine, and I'm thrilled to be joined by my special guest co-host, Lil Zam herself, Jamie Lofton! A.K.A. I forgot to ask for a... Uh, uh, yeah, I forgot to ask for a that's on me. I'm rusty. Jack, someone, well, when I say someone, I mean like five people. Five people told me I looked exactly like you in a picture yesterday. I know that you, picture. You get those tags? Of all the pictures that uh, I could have been compared to you, that was not the one I wanted to. That was uh, not <laughs> no that that's a thing I be, think about. But uh, <laughs> no one wanted to be associated with that picture. It was yet. like one of those panorama ones where like space <laughs> and time is somehow warped together and like your face looks. Uh, like you were suffering from the thing that Eric Stoltz had in the mask a little bit. And <laughs> people were like, it's Jack! <laughs> I was like, sweet. Just like <laughs> oh, man. I uh, like them all. Okay, yeah. so we're, we're twins now. That's, that's all I've got for <laughs> <laughs> uh, Well, we are thrilled to be joined in our third siege by the hilarious... The talented, one of our favorite guests here on the Daily Zeitgeist. She is Danny Fernandez. Dan, Dan, that's I have my own AK. Thank you. Um, also, if you hear grunting noises, my dog has decided to be the loudest. Person. She wants to be the fourth member of this podcast. So yeah. she is. Molly is ASMRing out today. I appreciate <laughs> it. Do you see her just like going to town, like licking herself? She is a piglet. Sure. There's, a, there's a wild energy about the world today. So I'm yeah. just like prepared for anything. I got Ben Affleck's coffee order this morning. So what? I. What I all right, we're not getting to any of our no, news stories not, today, no, by no. the way. <laughs> I, got, I got his I got his coffee order because there was like he had a gross Dunkin' Donuts coffee order and everyone was like, what's in this coffee cup? And I knew exactly what was in it. And then I like fact checked it with Boston Twitter, which is the worst Twitter. And they and and everyone confirmed that it was like a vanilla swirl extra extra, which is like it's like five million calories. It's disgusting. But uh, but I but I got it just to. Just as, just to see, oh, like, you got, okay, got it. I was I so confused. I thought, y- I thought you were in line behind Ben Affleck or in front of him, oh, and they no, gave you his coffee his order. order. Got it. It's like when people, when like Mark Wahlberg was like, "I wake up at three a.m." And, and like people did that, but this is right. a way easier version of that. <laughs> uh, way less aspirational. I do feel yeah. like the only way I can picture Ben Affleck of these past like five years is ordering coffee and smoking cigarettes through a mask. Like those are the, 
Those are it has somehow been five years since yeah. he's been doing that. Not since he's been not doing that. <laughs> I'm not a fan of that. I'm not a fan of his, but I was I was intrigued by the copy order. Yeah. No, that's I, I love a super aggressive, like not even coffee anymore coffee order. Yeah, you uh, walk out with this coffee order without a mask and it's like yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. He clearly doesn't insane. care about his health. Yeah. <laughs> he has no regard for anyone. Um, now, people might not be able to hear this, but it's the most audible it's ever been that Danny has a much better microphone than the rest of us. Maybe, maybe that's not making it all the way through to the. <laughs> Do you know who gave me this microphone? Is that I'm what like, you're getting at? No, it's not. It's Wait, not. It just sounds it amazing. Y'all did. I heart. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no. you Wait. Why I'm speaking on a microphone. Suck, I'm they speaking on an iHeart microphone, and uh, does not sound as uh, does not sound as rich. Uh, your voice sounds like rich. This honey. is just my natural voice. This yeah. is my might just be your voice. Talent, baby. I might just come from within. Um, <laughs> anyways, I'm back in the office uh, because Spectrum decided to not work today in my entire neighborhood. Is this so, the first time you've been back? It is. And wow. it is very clean. Uh, and I we still have snacks imagine. left over from three I went, months ago. I went back in early quar to steal some toilet paper. Full mm-hmm. disclosure. I haven't <laughs> been back since. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's nice. Uh, we There's been some major upgrades. Uh, and we're, we're thrilled to be back. All right, Danny, we're going to get to know you a little bit better in a moment. First, we're going to tell our listeners a couple of things we're talking about today. We are going to talk about, so we have uh, a new study that kind of independently verifies how many people have died courtesy of COVID-19, and it is basically what we thought it was. It's like a little bit more than the you know, the estimate based on death certificates and all that good stuff. Uh, and it's, you know, it's what I think most of our listeners think it is, but it's important to get the, like this officially, you know, makes any claim that this is just a panic, uh, complete bullshit, like scientifically and independently. Uh, so that's good. Uh, we're going to talk, not really at all good, but uh, we're going to talk about that gun-toting lawyer. Uh, who we we talked about on yesterday's episode, now making the rounds in the media uh, incoherently. Uh, Again, just bad writing. Just yeah, yeah, <laughs> the gun-toting lawyer. It's um, like that's like in Mike Judge's like trash can on his MacBook. <laughs> like so stupid. Uh, we're going to talk about Trump's official stance on uh, Russia putting hits on U.S. troops being it's a hoax. Uh, and also his official stance on the WWE, uh, which is that it is real. He believes wrestling is real. Uh, we'll talk about that. We'll ask you guys, what is your gas station meal? Uh, we're going to talk about uh, what our Netflix rewatch is. Uh, we are not uh, recording an episode tomorrow, so we are going to do our Netflix assignments uh, tonight. All of that, plenty more. But first, Danny, what is something from your search history that is revealing about who you are? Oh, man, let me pull it up right now and see. Um, oh, no. <laughs> this is so <laughs> embarrassing. It's modern wall accents. 
I was going to compliment you. Oh, no. That's the most embarrassing. It should just be like girl on girl something or whatever, which is like the next tab. But girl this on one girl is- modern wall accent. <laughs> this is so embarrassing. Like, that's I just great. I'm looking. I mean, it is, but like, there, what better time to redesign your space that you're confined in for the rest of eternity as we know it? Absolutely um, true. Yeah. I mean, because of my, uh, my <laughs> spectrum issues with spectrum internet, uh, I have had a series of backgrounds that are like cardboard boxes in the basement and like our washer dryer out in the garage. And it just, uh, I, I am always amazed and uh, very impressed by people with a coherent mise en scene behind them during a Zoom call. And you, I was going to compliment you on your wall accent. Thank you. Yeah, Thank yeah, you. You have a beautiful space. This yeah. is also, this is cheating, but I have two other ones in here that I'm just looking at since I pulled open my tabs just to give you an inside. One is Lindsay Lohan and Hillary Duff. <laughs> <gasps> their feud Wait, were you, from the 2000s the aaron carter drama yes the aaron carter yes. chad michael murray and then another mm-hmm. one is why do i feel bursts of needle like electric shocks in my hand <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, that, is like that means you're a uh... no it's because i have some autoimmune issues and stuff oh. and so um but anyways it's just funny and then i have what we do in the shadows movie anyways it's just it's the full spectrum of danny's yeah. um brain I mean, I think that's a great way of finding out who you are. Now everybody yeah, knows. Yeah, truly. Uh, you are a superhero with electricity coursing through their hands uh, who cares Static. about their surroundings. Uh, and gorgeous modern wall <laughs> Thank yeah, you. Exactly. Uh, what is something you think is underrated? Underrated, I think, is fostering animals. I think a lot of times people think you have to adopt, and adopting, which is great, is a huge commitment, and like not everyone is ready for that. But fostering, for me, gets that itch. Like, because I already have a dog and I fostered and adopted several animals. And like sometimes, especially in my little one bedroom apartment, I can't have more permanently, but like I can for a month while they're trying to rehome. And so I really encourage people to foster, especially like if you're like, oh, I need a puppy. I have the puppy like itch and then you can like have them, but then have them like go to somebody that can actually take care of them permanently forever. (laughs) So I think fostering like not enough people do it. And I think it is really helpful just to get them out of the cages and out of the shelter, you know, until they get into another home. So it's underrated. Absolutely. Uh, what is something you think is overrated? Overrated is binge, binging t- television. I don't okay. think that that's how TV is meant to be watched. Wow. Like, I think we don't. <laughs> Jack. Wow. <laughs> Strong takes. Jack's wow. nose like, just fire takes. <laughs> <laughs> No, but I mean, okay, these, these might not be the most controversial things, but they're things that people don't think of as a television writer. It really irritates, like, because there's a huge movement in now, like, critical YouTube videos and, like, just everybody being super hypercritical of media. And I just think a lot of television isn't meant to be binged. I think we end up being antsy and we're, like, the show moved really slowly. And it's, like, did the show move slow or were you just, like, so antsy to get to the next episode so you could be done with the series? Right. So, like, I guess as a creator and as someone that is, you know, writing some of the – it just – I just don't know if all television is meant to be – I don't think our brains are meant to take it in that way. I've yeah. been finding that to be very true with I May Destroy You, where I went 
into it's like saving up a couple of episodes i'm like okay i'm gonna watch three at once but it is simply not that kind of shit like i after watching an episode i'm like i need some time i need to process like it's such a good rich show that i wouldn't want to sit like have it in one sitting if that makes sense yeah totally Yeah, a lot of people don't realize that when uh, Big Bang Theory and uh, Young Sheldon first came on the air, like they were not like they were meant to be enjoyed over weeks and not. And uh, so in that way, all at once. (laughs) Yeah, no, absolutely. Like I just hate can't take that sort of thing in all at once. I I I, hate Jack for making fun of my my takes. Like like my take is like what's underrated? Like (laughs) drinking water. Everyone should drink water. (laughs) (laughs) No, I think that's a. I think it's a really good point. I've definitely found myself overwhelmed by a show that is like too dense. uh, And Big Bang Theory is not it. Yeah, just being a dick. I also just think people like are if you were to recommend it, somebody like nah, it was it was too slow or nah, it didn't like. And I think it would have been that piece of art that literally those creators spent like months to a year of their life making might have been more enjoyable for you if you didn't binge it. So that's just what I'm saying as a creator. Totally. As somebody who's like in writers' rooms, does that conversation ever come up where it's just like? Well, people are going to be watching this not over weeks, but over the a course of a thousand percent. Yeah. In fact, yeah, the last sure. show I worked on was at Netflix, and so we literally at the end of our episode had to have a cliffhanger so that the little five seconds it gives you before it goes to the next yeah. episode, you would you would want to watch it. You cannot have so like with network TV, it all ties up. Not all the time, but a lot of times the end of the episode ties up in somewhat of a uh, conclusion, like somewhat of a right. little bow that you can take with you until the next week. But um, not all the times, but Netflix, 100 percent you at the end of our final act. It's like when we don't even have acts because we don't have uh, commercials, but uh, structurally at the end of the episode, it has to be a cliffhanger for you to go into the next episode. Something I've found that is always disorienting for me is like there is between episodes, you are encouraged to not repeat information. And because that is like going to throw a listener out there like or a viewer we're off they're like oh no 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 they just watched the last episode you don't need to like you know in in the way tv used to be where you sort of had to recap what happened last week at the beginning but now it's like yeah don't do that it will encourage people to turn it off because they'll feel you know condescended to yeah but i feel like terry gross interviews that this is i feel like she's a really good example of somebody who is coming from a previous media where you had to reset constantly. She's always like, if you're just joining me, this is happening and this is who I'm talking to. And in podcast form, it doesn't bother me because it just allows you to take things in at a pace that is very easy. And, you know, you're not just, I don't know, like that. I think sometimes you're right. that Like, it's not always bad to repeat things. Obviously, you don't want to do it in a way that is like, banging people over the head but um yeah subtle. i don't know i don't know like what Big i bang theory prefer yeah. <laughs> i don't know uh, what i which i prefer but it's interesting yeah uh and finally danny what is a myth what's something people think is true you know to be false there is something that a lot of people think is true that i absolutely know to be false and Uh-oh. that is jersey mike's um black lives matter statement Uh, which I'm going to read right here. (laughs) It was under an official Jersey Mike's uh, logo. And it said, we here at Jersey Mike's are always striving for greatness. 
with our standards, but also in our community. We have listened to the larger cultural conversation and have decided that effective tomorrow, July 1st, our famous BLT, bacon, lettuce, and tomato sandwich, will now be known as the BLM, bacon, lettuce, and tomato sandwich, Black Lives Matter. Now, a lot of folks were sharing this like it was real. It Us in comedy Twitter... Yeah. know that this myth is not true and it was created by the devil himself Yasser Lester <laughs> who is a comedian and my most hated friend just kidding Yasser I love you very talented very very funny man who who made this as a joke and it took off in other areas of Twitter where Yasser then had to like ruin the joke which sucks I hate when comedians don't get to keep their joke and be like it's clear this is fake but as mm-hmm. I sent it to some of my other friends in comedy, they were like, to knowing today, like, who knows? Some of these companies yeah. saying this wild shit, who knows? Everything about that is basically like a note perfect, like recreation of how a lot of corporations are addressing mm-hmm. like the the current the current moment uh, as they as they describe it. They love to say that, yeah. <laughs> but I just like, like the, the the word "mado" is so silly. Like that's it's like perfect up to the word "mado," and then it's just yeah. That's what's so great about it. That's what's yeah. Well, what's funny, you know, whenever there's like something printed in the newspaper and then there's a retraction, you yeah. never really see the retraction, right? It doesn't go viral the way that the first part does like the publication and that's how I feel about this that this has been shared on so many people's Instagrams and like feeds and like activists and stuff like that and nobody's gonna see Yasser be like putting up his little hand and being like it was me (laughs) so Yasser is a bad person no I love him (laughs) and and he also did we talked about other things he did he did like shaving your eyebrows for Black Lives Matter and convincing white people yeah he's if he convinced one person to shave their eyebrows, that is both the funniest and meanest joke uh well, There was ever. a second one, too, right? There fedoras. Was- fedoras. Yeah. He was doing getting white people taking pictures of themselves in fedoras. I mean, the man is a gift, right? Yeah. The man is a gift. He is um, an artist, clearly, and this is his work. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> this is his Sistine Chapel. Um, but it's it's interesting because like the uh, eyebrows and fedoras were coming from him, so like I can see people like catching on. Like this is the yeah issue that uh, Nathan Felder and uh, or Fielder, what is it? Felder, Nathan Fielder, Fielder, uh, Nathan yeah. for you, uh, his last name for you, uh, and <laughs> Sasha Baron Cohen like ran into is like people caught on to the fact that they were full of shit, but. Like I, I I see a an amazing future for him uh impersonating brands and doing this. Like because uh there's there's just no uh depth that I feel like brands won't sink to an awkwardness uh when it comes to trying to wrap their messaging around the present moment. Although uh I was driving in a car for the fir- for the first time in a long time today. Uh, and <laughs> I noticed uh, that the ads have like stopped being kind of that se- same sentimental tone that they mm-hmm. all used to be. There's still some of those. Uh, but I also heard, heard a uh, personal, it's like one of those lawyers who gets you out of DUIs. And the the lawyer was just like, let's face it, you're all hammered on your Zoom calls. 
Well, wow. if you get arrested for being drunk and driving, then like call me. It was like just a really aggressive, uh, I don't know. It seemed like he had given up or the advertising agency had given up. Anyways, uh, we, we're beyond the faux sentimentality, po- possibly, with, with DUI lawyers. Uh, with DUI important. lawyers. Well, you know, yeah. it had to happen at some point. <laughs> uh, all right, guys, let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. And we're back. And okay, so there is a new study. Uh, we, we've kind of been talking about the fact that we were waiting for somebody to do a kind of rigorous statistical analysis of, mm-hmm. you know, what the number of deaths would be during the time period from March, April, May, like through the pandemic, uh, mm-hmm. like what it would normally be in a normal year given uh who Americans are demographically and what mm-hmm. it actually was, because that is traditionally the best way to, uh, you know, take a step back and like see the actual effect uh, of an event. Right. And they came out with a number that through the first two uh, and a half months, it was 122,000 extra deaths. So 122 people uh, at the very least died from COVID-19 pandemic in the U.S. just by looking at that data. And, you know, it's not far from uh, where the actual numbers were. It's I think the actual numbers through the end of May were like closer to 100,000. But it's still, yeah, it's in the... It's still more. Six figures, yeah. Yeah, I mean, basically, so, you know, this is, I think, what most of us, but at least what I was assuming, uh, was that, you know, they couldn't catch every single uh, COVID-19 death, so mm-hmm. there were some people who were dying uh, who were not, you know, they either hadn't been tested, especially earlier on, and that's yeah. kind of exactly what they found, that uh, early on there were a lot of extra deaths that were not attributed to COVID-19. And mm-hmm. as the pandemic has gone on and as uh, the medical community has like learned more, they've gotten better at like shrinking that gap. So now we're at least catching the people uh, who are dying of the disease and like properly attributing it to uh, the pandemic. But it's it's basically the opposite of what the president said, which was that they were that there was a exaggeration that they were giving uh, the pandemic credit for extra deaths. It's that mm-hmm. they were missing quite a few and they were missing quite a few in specifically in Texas and Arizona, which, you know, are aggressively conservative local governments where. You know, there seems to have been some inter and also Florida, and there seems to have been some internal pressure to undercount, and that is directly resulting in what we're seeing right now in those states. Um, it is the the watching. I mean, and it's existed for the entire pandemic so far, but watching kind of an increase in like the normalizing of like, well, this is going to continue to happen. Like we're like the getting used to itness. Yeah. Um, is very disturbing, especially when it's coming from like very cool-headed elected officials that are like, so as we know, we are going to lose thousands of people. However, 
bars are open. Like it's just right. I don't know. It it is that's very disturbing, and also it makes it so difficult. Um, I've been thinking about this a lot lately about how it's difficult to take any number that you're given at face value and it's safe to kind of round it up because it benefits any elected official that wants to open their city state whatever it may be to you know downplay what is happening well they're saying you know because of the course of the pandemic thousands more people are going to die it's just a fact so we might as well just get on with it it's just so callous and disregards any potential solutions you could be offering to people who are disproportionately affected by COVID, which it seems like nowhere is taking those precautions. It is all like citizen-based mutual aid initiatives that are, you know, at least attempting to help people. It's just. Well, even in, I was going to say, even in LA, our numbers are so off because if you remember, Mm -hmm. we had those times when they shut down the testing to punish us for protesting. Yeah, And then, and then now I just saw Katie Stoll tweet and was like, you can't even get an appointment right now. And so I've been lucky to go in and I've gotten tested twice just because I was out being active and protesting for a couple of weeks. And so it was important to me if I was keep going out to get tested. But they did this to us at UT. I went to school in Austin. And when H1N1 was out, they actually wouldn't test us because if you get too many positive cases, they had to shut the school down. So they would just tell you basically to like go home, kind of like what's happening now is like, and and that happened at the beginning of the pandemic as well, where it was just like, um, if you have these symptoms, just stay home, you know, but like, so you're not actually, so a lot of these people who might have COVID symptoms are not even getting tested or sometimes, especially if you're here in LA, you can't even get tested for several days. And there's still cities where like public testing is still not even an option. Like my, my hometown there, it's still only available to, uh, first responders or people with preexisting conditions. You can't just go. And I was lucky to get tested this morning, but it was because you literally like, I, I just have the tab open on my computer all the time. And, some days you'll refresh it and okay, we care about citizen like lives today and you can get an appointment today. And then the next day the website is totally different and it's gone and there's yeah. no options. And it's like, it's, it's fucking impossible. It's yeah. I went on Monday to Dodger stadium. It mm-hmm. was the most, uh, the most I've ever felt like I was in like a dystopian, like end of times movie for sure. Oh, like the, the big Garcetti jumbotron big Gar- being yeah, like, so they greetings, Garcetti I'm the worst person to ever live. Like On a jumbotron uh, in both uh, English and Spanish. And, uh, you know, I'm poo poo nepotism. Like, right. it's just so frustrating. Uh, and you have to turn to hear the audio. You have to turn your radio yes. to like an AM station which they like don't have. It's a drive-in have, movie. Yeah, but they don't have it like down, so it's like wow, wow. Like it's like <laughs> got this like horrible like sounds like it's coming through a a ham radio like in the eighteen hundreds. Like it's just so bleak feeling. There was a line that went probably uh, three miles away from Dodger Stadium. Just lines of cars, people sitting in them, just like you know going up. Fortunately, I did not like. I wasn't going because I felt sick at the time. I had like made it mm-hmm. a few days before when I felt a little bit sick. Uh, but I was just imagining like this must be awful for anybody who feels sick right now uh, to mm-hmm. to get testing. And you know, I think like just anecdotally, I think that we're 
probably going to see a, a huge spike uh, in the next you know few days in Los Angeles just because you know last week uh, I know people who went to Dodger Stadium and there was no line whatsoever. They just went in and got tested immediately. Uh, and I, I have to assume like this huge influx of people who are getting tested is because people are feeling sick. Um, yeah. And as of last week, I think that the report was that it was like between four and 5% of tests were coming back positive. Yeah. Yeah. It was like the, the rate, if you can get tested, it's probably because you feel sick. Uh, I will say a uh, shout out to the people who are actually working at Dodger stadium. They like the number of cars they were processing uh, mm-hmm. and the speed with which they gave me the results was yeah. pretty staggering. Like really well done on their part. Everyone's so nice, and they and they have those little claws. I like the yeah, claws. Yeah, the claws, they the little the grabber with their things. Little, like, yeah, you're like oh yeah. Hi. That I usually use on the weekend when I don't want to move, and I just like <laughs> use it to pick things up around me. I was gonna say, did y'all already mention the Oklahoma cases? No. Okay, so Oklahoma um, is seen, this is from Politicus USA, but it's being reported in like other places where Oklahoma has seen 100% positive test rate for COVID-19 following Trump's Tulsa rally. So like those testing places that they're doing it, like all of the cases are coming back positive. Oh my God. Um, I mean, that, I don't it says know 500 tested in two days and they all came back positive. Ridiculous. Yeah. I can like send this to y'all so you can include have the link of it. But yeah. um I mean, it's just I don't know. It seems obvious to me, and I don't see how it's not obvious to anybody else at this point, like how, how anybody's still claiming like that there's a panic, but this is one of those cases where it's really it's not fun to be right. It's actually horrifying. But no, you know. it's horrible. And also it's ugh, I mean, classifying it still as a panic, you're like, yeah, there's <laughs> yeah, yeah. there's every cause yeah, for panic. Man. Why is panic a, a bad word in this situation? Yeah. Um well, let's talk about somebody else who was panicking. Mm-hmm. Uh that <laughs> that gun toting lawyer from Mike ugh. Judge's uh rejected pilot, the gun toting lawyer. Um so the I, we're getting a little bit more uh, information on uh, the surrounding of the McCloskeys, the family, uh, the married couple who was standing out with MR fifteen and a handgun, uh, threatening people who are walking by their house. Uh, which mm-hmm. that's what it was. It was people standing on their line on their lawn, pointing guns at people who are walking by their house. Um, but he's making the rounds, and according to uh, his version of events uh he it was like the storming of the bastille uh and what had happened was his uh his neighborhood which is a gated community they had just like crashed through the gates and uh that's that's why he was out there that they were coming for him and for his family he basically said like it was terrorism and intimidation (laughs) Okay, good for him for feeling uh-huh. that way. Yeah. Meanwhile, when you look at the video, it's just people being like, "Yeah, don't stop. The, don't just ignore them <laughs> as they walk by them." That's so. Also, it's kind of funny that he uses storming of the Bastille because, like, if he right. <laughs> knew like the historical precedent for that, the people who stormed the Bastille 
were aggrieved citizens who were correct, and the right. people in the Bastille were evil. So right. that, uh, you know, that <laughs> what? Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I'm like I. I always. I'm like, why do we give these like losers platforms after they have publicly showed their ass in such a stupid way? But it is also like, I mean, they just continue to show their ass. I guess it's kind of. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's mixed. I saw um, my friend Brody who was like, please stop making fun of this. It's terrifying. And like, I get it. You know, it's like how many of these people, these white folks with guns or these Karens that everyone keeps going, but like, it's like you said, it's just rinse and repeat. And you know, this video of like a Karen smacking uh, an indigenous woman and then getting her ass handed to her. But it's also just like, And it's great. Everyone's like dunking on them. But at some point, it's just like, this is what we're saying that this is just like, you know, and I think I think people use comedy as a way to cope with what's going on. But also, I think like just making fun of white people being allowed to be out with their guns is really triggering. Yeah. So it is. It's kind of like what you're saying, Jamie, like how often how many times are we going to like give them this platform. I will say that I enjoyed seeing at the at the beginning of when this was happening, that guy from the Law and Order show. It was like the spinoff show. Do you remember? He was like not a showrunner, but he was like one of the writers and he took oh, a picture yes. in West Hollywood. I'm like, fuck out of here with I'm your like, fucking with wet, who's, who's gonna attack you in fucking WeHo, but whatever. He right. he had his gu- he had like a massive gun that he was in front of his and he was like like basically saying like he was gonna shoot up looters or whatever. Right. And he got fired. Yeah. Um, Drew Jonda actually shout out to Drew is the one that got him fired because he like took that picture from like Facebook or whatever and posted oh, it. And good for Drew. Yeah, it's I mean stuff like that is like okay. At least there are I guess yeah. In in the situation with this lawyer, there are no consequences. He's just getting a, a sustained platform to continue to talk his shit and. Like and and then it just becomes this uncomfortable situation where it's like I guess the only thing you can do is make fun of him, but you know it's like the media is actively making a decision to platform this person. Totally, as opposed to like there are still protests going on that yeah. should be that are not getting recognition that still have thousands of people showing up. Um, even mm-hmm. the latest one that was in Chicago, and everyone's like nobody is looking at this, and instead it's literally all of the media is covering these two dumbasses with guns, yeah. right. as opposed to the people on the ground still trying to do the work. So I definitely understand the frustration here. <sighs> I mean, totally. at least the guy that worked on the Law and Order show got fired, um, but it's also like when Dick Wolf does a good thing, what you know, if Dick Wolf. Wolf does a good thing and no one's there to see it. Did it happen? <laughs> They're like, he's still in charge of like the largest copaganda operation on the planet. I don't know. Do we know F- is yeah. his name Richard Wolf and he goes by Dick Wolf? Because that's such Let's an amazing I, I, like that is a decision. Uh Richard, I mean, he, yeah, Richard Anthony Wolf. He could have like, been Tony Wolf, but he made he made the choice. <laughs> Well, shout out to them, though, for immediately firing him. Yeah. Like, immediately. They've made a statement. That factors into something that has been on my mind recently as well, which is, like, that it is so positive and, like, affirming to see people held accountable for uh, being hateful and being, like, literally an unsafe person uh, to be working with. 
that said, it is still really frustrating to me that the only conceivable way that I have seen this be accomplished is through like a company or a an executive's anxiety about like being publicly shamed. Like that well, is the only thing I've ever seen resulting Jamie, in Jamie, you saw you saw what happened with me with that guy from Sovos, the guy that I got yeah, fired. Absolutely. And it's true. So so just a background listener is a account executive sent me a picture of his dick and he Jesus. caught me on the bad fucking morning because <laughs> I just was like, fuck this shit. I'm not gonna deal with this anymore. Sorry for the language. And I tweeted it out. I said, who is this mm-hmm. guy? Um, get me his info. I want his work. And the internet is terrifying because uh, within 10 minutes, it was like, this is where he works. Here's his LinkedIn. He also then changed. Wow. We knew it was him because he immediately changed his LinkedIn last name. And like, I'm like, no, I was like, honey, who do you think we are? We're very petty. This is the internet. They're gonna, you know. And so what I did is I tagged, like people were tagging the Sovos executives and I emailed Mm -hmm. them. And in my email was like, hi, I'm a writer for Netflix. I do this and that. Like I think adding the extra pressure of like, this isn't going away. Right. And it sucks that because I have a platform, I was able to get him fired. And he was fired within an hour. They sent me a thing and was like, you know, this isn't, and I uh, CC'd my manager. I definitely Mm -hmm. brought in like, don't fuck with me energy. And, and they were like, you know, that he doesn't comply with our standards. And we feel that this warrants a public statement. And it was because I was used my platform. Right. And there are so many people who don't have my platform who can't do Mm -hmm. that. But it was from the anxiety. It wasn't necessarily because they wanted to. It was like this bitch is unleashing everybody on us. Right. It's 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 so frustrating to feel pretty certain that it's like if you don't have a huge following and a company or whatever entity it is doesn't have a real and present concern that people will find out nothing happens like they're True. I don't know yeah. I had a, I had an issue recently that was like ended up being handled internally but it was completely connected to the fact that they were afraid that if they didn't do something that I would say something and everyone would be mad at them and it's like well thank you for basically telling me that you don't give you don't actually give a shit about what's happening you're just you know it's a PR issue and I do want to say and that's happened to me too that Jamie and I have talked about where I've come forward privately to mm-hmm. some studios and they don't do anything. So when you see me go public, like right. a couple of years ago during Me Too, I was public about several things. I want people to know that's because privately they didn't do anything. And right. so a lot of times people will be like, why are you dragging him in public? Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, that's because that's the only way that they will react there have you know, been years no, of failure that that like to handle yeah. it privately. That, and I want to say yeah. none of these women, like if we are talking, you know, not to totally push this into me too, but like none of these women actually want to come forward. It sucks. I never right. want to have, I don't want to spend one, my day doing this, tracking down this guy or whatever, or like having, I want to work. You know, I'm a writer. I want to just do my work and make my art. I don't want to have to go to HR of my studio and say that this man did this thing. Mm-hmm. And so- none of us actually want to be public. You know, when people interview yeah. me, I want th- I want them to ask me about my stuff, not about this shit. But like a lot of us have to be public because that's the only way. They're scared. And like Jamie's saying, like they don't actually want to do the right thing. They're just scared they're going to get canceled. So yeah. Anyways, that was my tangent. That was my rant. <sighs> mm. 
Um, one detail about uh, just going back to this story, because I do like granted, I don't think this guy should be platformed, uh, but I hadn't heard the detail of like why the people were going to the mayor's house to protest. Apparently, the mayor had like doxed a bunch of uh, yes. protesters, and so mm -hmm. that's why they were going. And also, the police had like blocked off a bunch of the other ways that uh, they could have gone, so they were like forced to walk through this neighborhood. They're walking to like on the street, and these people come out waving their guns and claiming that they are being attacked and it's just something i don't know we're seeing more and more on social media that plainly seeing entitled people experience discomfort for the first time in their lives exactly. exactly all right and then real briefly we've just been talking about trump uh and you know russia putting hits on u.s troops the fact that there's been intelligence that suggests this for a while uh and he either was not told or was told and ignored it uh, he has chosen to claim that the whole story is a hoax. We'll probably have to just wait for the details to roll in. Uh, but from the reporting, it seems pretty evident that he either knew and ignored or the intelligence community were slow rolling the information so they could actually get something done before he became aware of it and stopped them from doing anything because mm. that's uh, generally how he can be counted on to behave with regards to Russia. Um, but uh, so in contrast to that being his official policy that uh, the uh, American intelligence is a hoax, uh, mm -hmm. there's this other story that is recently making the rounds uh, that he thinks wrestling is real. Um, the <laughs> WWE when will it wrestling. End? <laughs> uh, so, uh, so in, in response to this story and others, uh, you know, that suggests that the president is, um, you know, completely oblivious to everything that's happening around him. Kaylee Mack, K Mack, we'll call her. Uh, the pre the press secretary was like, uh, the president is the most well informed, uh, person on the planet earth like i literally think that that was a direct quote that's what she said uh and so uh jensen carp tweeted uh a story he worked at monday night raw for wwe as a writer uh Bag. and uh <laughs> yeah uh and when there there was a storyline in the 2000s that uh vince mcmahon uh got into a limousine and you saw it blow up uh, and apparently Pre uh, Donald Trump immediately called his office uh, to make sure he was alive uh, because he and, – and so that's a true story that Deadspin oh had actually reported back in 2016. So we have uh, independent verification that the president, uh, when somebody uh, died in a WWE storyline, thought that they were really dead. <laughs> No. Oh, and that was God. back when, like, when you look at him speak during that time, he's actually, like, uh, noticeably way more coherent than he is currently. Um, it's so embarrassing. Yeah, it's just like thinking your soap operas are real. Like, get a, get a life. Yeah. My God. Yeah. Um, I feel like wrestling is real for a lot of people, though, so. I know. I mean, I love, I love wrestling, and I'm invested, but if Danny but is pro like, Trump. Danny is 
(laughs) First of all, wild way to... (laughs) But it's like, once you're not a child any like you know like once i started it's i feel like the the journey with wrestling is the same one you have with the disney channel where you're like oh hannah montana is not a real person it's a character played by a person like you you figure that out when you're you're you know 13 maybe yeah. i don't know yeah i don't know i remember going back to my friend like when i was i guess i was like seven or eight and i went over to my okay, friend's I was house <laughs> i was went to my friend's house who we had watched like wrestling when we were younger and he was like still like thought wrestling was real and i remember like not wanting to spoil it for him and like just kind of going with it but like feeling and this is a brag and a huge flex on my part but when i was seven i knew wrestling was fake uh that's the moral of my story so uh no big deal but (laughs) i want to say until i was like 18 i thought it was library and then furthermore i thought santa claus had an e at the end of it because of tim allen's movie (gasps) the santa claus i had that same issue probably also until i was like 17 or 18 and somebody on like facebook corrected me which is the worst way to figure out that you're wrong about something yeah so I called it a, a mon lower for the first 20 years <laughs> of my life. The first a how many? Lower. 20. Like into college, 20. I was calling it a mon lower. Because I think it was like I at some point learned it was wrong, but my family thought it was cute. I'm like, oh, yeah, let's just keep cute. this rolling. <laughs> yeah, and <yeah. laughs> Oh, man. Little kids' pronunciation of things, the best, uh, especially <laughs> when they're 19 years old. Especially uh, when they're <laughs> filing their taxes. <laughs> Uh, All right, let's take another quick break, and we'll be right back. And we're back. And as we do on this show, we wanted to check in with a meme that was circulating uh, days ago, so days after it's relevant. Uh, Second-rate energy. Second-rate energy of our (laughs) second-rate podcast. But I did just kind of start thinking about it last night. And also, uh, you know, the preponderance of uh, evidence from these memes. I I now have some different snacks that I'm interested in trying. Uh, Mm. So I wanted to, you know, perform this service uh, for... For the audience, uh, it is a service, and you're welcome. Oh, absolutely. Uh, so I wanted to talk about the the gas station meal meme. Uh, what is your gas station meal? What is the food that you will put together if and only if you're in a gas station? Like, what are some things that you only buy there? Um, I can start off. You can, uh, please, please start the, start the conversation. So gas station is really the only place these days that I ever drank full sugar Mountain Dew. Um, usually it's a Mountain Dew Zero these days or a Diet Mountain Dew uh, in my personal life often I will indulge in a code of some color uh, when I am at a gas station okay could you give an example of a code color Uh, red is one of them oh okay yeah a classic Uh, I think there was a blue at some point I I think those uh, varietals might have more caffeine and sugar in them I know that Baja Blast does uh, Mm -hmm. anyways so Mountain Dew is a strictly gas station indulgence at this point, and I will I will sometimes get those like big old the big old ones the tall boys 
the <laughs> the wide mouth tall boys. And then so I I realized I only get peanuts in those like tall thin bags uh in sure. gas stations when I'm looking for a healthy healthy snack. Do you get the spicy ones? I like the spicy peanuts. I like the spicy those... ones too. I like the honey yeah. roasted. So mm. not feeling too healthy, but just more healthy than flaming hot Cheetos, which is what I get when I'm I'm not feeling healthy and I only get those at gas stations. And then finally, uh, big cup Reese's with the Reese's pieces inside. Uh, mm. Those are my gas station picks. And then any icier, slushier, slurpy, varietal. Love them. <laughs> Good use of the word varietal. <laughs> Love to use I, varietal. When this meme was coming around, this for, okay, this for me was like, uh, you know when someone like it's like when your friend gets into your thing and then all of a sudden they're talking about your thing and you're like, wait, hold on. This was yeah. my thing there. That's how I felt about the gas station meme because I've like, I, I eat almost exclusively at the gas station. I know every item. I know where it is. I <laughs> wow, know like, I have my friends there. And so for people to just like pop up and be like, Hey, I've eaten a chip before for me. I'm like, okay. Like, congratulations on your chip but we've been out here like we've been at the gas station for years and years yeah so <laughs> that being said <laughs> there's so much more I, I feel like people are really like going to they're like i have a chip i have a chip and a sip or and sometimes if i'm feeling you know out of control i'll have a hot dog okay there are so many good options at the gas station i'm a 7-eleven person currently but i've been mm. other you know i used to be a cumberland farms back in the day like there's a, there's places you can go am to pm a lot of options what you can get that is good at 7-eleven is their salads salads <laughs> are wow. expensive especially in los angeles salads are very expensive and so you you find yourself saying i wish i could get a salad for five dollars where would a salad for five dollars be 7-eleven the ingredients are pretty much fresh there is <laughs> more other things than lettuce in it but it's good and it's never made me sick that's important gas station sushi never gotten sick but never enjoyed it necessarily there's right. there's so many options you can eat vegan at a 7-eleven i don't think we're legally allowed to fact. recommend 7-eleven sushi like i think our legal department would uh, <laughs> have have an objection to that because we might kill I'm someone i'm gonna get i get called out every time but it's not like it gen I mean, I don't eat it anymore. I've moved on to the salads, but that you know that you can get a healthy option and a diet Dr Pepper, and then get out of there. Well, you can have the sushi that doesn't have sushi in it, which is yeah, what no I fish. do sometimes. Oh, it'll okay, be like the rice, and then it'll have avocado and cucumber. Right. Yeah. So you're not getting so like a go. rainbow roll with uh, all the different types of fish. Just no, you're just <laughs> carb loading like crazy. Yeah. But. <laughs> So Diet Dr. Pepper and salad DDP. and sushi are, are your picks, Jamie? DDP, salad, uh, if you're if you're like if you're needing a little extra something, uh, I would throw in some uh some maybe maybe a chip. Maybe a chip. Yeah. Or maybe one of their um whatchamacallit? Their weird like Like I don't rollers. Know. They, the things the that rollers. they sell on Anything. the rollers. Yeah. People get a little nervous around the rollers, but I say give it a shot and see, you know, see, and then take a COVID test a couple of days later. <laughs> wow. <laughs>
they should be sold together as like a <laughs> extra value meal. <laughs> they should, yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, Danny. What what is your gas station meal? Well, I'm gonna one up you, Jack, because I get the healthy Mountain Dew, oh. which is Kickstart. It's the one that has yeah. vitamins in it. <laughs> Those are I, would, I would have picked that if I didn't buy them by bulk at Ralph's. So uh, <laughs> I, I can't say that's an exclusively gas station thing. I um, there's some fancy gas stations in West Hollywood that only I would be down there if I had to take a meeting um, and was forced to go down there. But um, the baked peas, which are healthy. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. The ones that you're supposed to put on your salad. But I never do that. I just eat the entire bag. Right. And your fingers get all like, Jamie, do you know what I'm talking about? I think so. Yeah. Do they have okay. like wasabi? The wasabi. Yes. Peas? Yeah. 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 Yes. That and great. like the sea salt ones. Um, mm-hmm. I also only at gas stations get Fiji water because I want to feel <gasps> rich. <laughs> that is, oh, that's like going to the hair cuttery in Beverly Hills. You're like, it's like, <laughs> like it is technically a really fancy thing to do. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure it's just the same as all the other water in there. But for some reason at gas stations, I specifically get Fiji water and I leave feeling good about myself. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know, just treat yourself <laughs> once in a while to a rich person thing, you know, and how much are they? They're like the tiny little bottles are like, I think $6 or something. So $6 and you can feel rich as hell. Are they really $6? <laughs> are they're, they? They're like 5 to $6, right? The bi- the big ones get pretty expensive. I'll occasionally okay. flex and get like one of those tiny little chameleon coffee cans. If yeah. I'm feeling like a millionaire, I'll just yeah. like strut in. Yeah. I don't know. There is something very strange about anytime I am at the 7-Eleven and like everything is rung up and it costs over $10, you're like, something's wrong. <laughs> something's <You> know? gone wrong. <laughs> it you can happen the, though. It's happened to me. The, the cashier look at each other like with disbelief. Like, Wait, what? <laughs> it only what happens happened? a few times a day. That people and you're are, not buying unless, a carton of cigarettes? Right, unless you're getting like White Claw or like cigarettes. That's that's how you crack the, the two- Honestly, nuts are very expensive. Yeah. Like the mm. caramel roasted almonds or some stuff. I mean, mine is the just ones, like, yeah. yeah. Um, and I would say dried mango, but I'm pretty sure it's like Ooh. dipped in sulfuric acid. Like, you know, yeah. to keep it good. <laughs> like never look at the back of those dried fruit things. But <laughs> uh, we dip these in battery I'll- acid. I'll sometimes dip into a like a rock star, a diet rock star, the the like textured white mm-hmm. can. Right. Those can be Size fun. Of a above ground Some pool. Stroop waffles. They sell like packs of two stroop uh, waffles. Love a stroop waffle. Uh, also Rockstar like, oh, has Rockstar has a healthy, I think, a healthy in quotes. I they think, have a drink. healthy. But if you want to treat yourself, get yourself some red vines, bite off the top, mm. put it into your rock star, and that's your funky, silly straw. Wow. So, and it's saving the environment. So, I used to love to do that when I was like trying to look flirty. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> having a candy straw and then being like, "Hi!" Like that. that was, <laughs> does that resonate with anybody? It's gonna make your road trip to see your stepdad that you hate like that much better. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's pick our Netflix rewatch. Jamie, Ooh. you're you're gonna be with us on Monday again, correct? Yes. All right. So uh, we have. Uh, an interesting Netflix top 10. Uh, Floor is Lava, 
still number one with a bullet. Uh, okay. With the <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, sweating. Eurovision number two, uh, the new Will Ferrell film uh, mm-hmm. that apparently has some uh, some slaps, some really good music in it. Um, mm-hmm. George Lopez has a new comedy special, The Order, which I still don't know what that is, even though it's been on on this list. For is a it a stand-up days. special? The Order. Uh, yeah. No, sorry. The order is a separate show that has somebody oh. in a uh, in a ram skull on the cover of it, uh, <laughs> or at least in my in my I'm thumbnail. Listening. But then again, Netflix has always known that I'm a big fan of uh, people skulls. wearing ram skulls. Uh, Three sixty five days still hanging in the top ten. Crazy delicious, which somebody reached out and said they would like us to do a a detailed mm. analysis. I don't know, Crazy Delicious. Is that like a cooking show where they just That's... put really wild stuff in there? Yeah, I think, wait, who hosts that show? I I have fallen asleep to this show before. Not okay. too brag. The best glowing review if you would like to get better sleep. <laughs> Watch, oh wait, no, I'm thinking of a different You're show. You're thinking of where Nailed it's like... It with uh, Nicole Byer? Nicole? No, I would never fall asleep to that show. I love that, that show. That show's amazing. I stay awake. Uh, no, the, I was thinking of the Action Bronson cooking show. Right. I've definitely fallen asleep Fucking to delicious one. or Never something mind. like that. Yeah, um, something delicious. Feel the Beat. Still don't know what that is. Uh, the Nut Job is somehow still in the top 10. Um, we've got two ableist pun-based shows, Crazy Delicious and The Nut Job. Um, oh, good. Dark is a German like lost type show that I have actually watched episodes of, so that's probably what I'm going to go with. And then uh, at number 10, Gaspar Knows Love, which is the, uh, we've talked before, it's been in here for a while. It's the the porno from the guy who made Enter the Void. Uh, oh, has anyone done that one yet? Uh, no, we have not. I guess I'll try it. It's it's pretty uh, graphic, but uh, yeah. Um, all, right. all right, so you'll do love. I'll do dark. Uh, we're do bringing up nine and ten. Uh, mm-hmm. I've heard uh, Eurovision is good, and I feel like uh, talking about a good comedy is not going to be that interesting. Uh, to be like, yeah, man, it was it was funny. I that enjoyed was great. it. Just part. as suspected. <laughs> yeah. No notes. No notes. Uh, but yeah, uh, I'll probably watch that too at some point and check in with it. Cool. So dark and love. Uh, yes. Please join me on this dark journey that I'm guess, <laughs> apparently going to take. Dark love. Uh, well, Danny, <laughs> it has been a pleasure having you on the Daily Zeitgeist. Uh, where can people find you, follow you, hear you, enjoy you? Oh, well, you know, I have my own podcast on this network called Nerdificent. What? Where we tackle nerdy things with our friends and try and dissect and do deep dives and also remove gatekeeping that happens still in the nerd community. Um, I'm also at Ms. Danny Fernandez, M-S-D-A-N-I. I can't even remember how to spell my name. It's probably tagged on here. <laughs> <laughs> at M-S-D-A-N-I-F-E-R-N-A-N-D-E-Z. Um 
What else? Oh, yeah, I'm on Sci-Fi's The Great Debate this season. So mm. my episode, I think, drops this upcoming week. So wow. you can check me debating with – oh, debating with freaking Yasser Lester. Wow. The man behind hey, – really? So, so, so this is really funny. One of the episodes we shot for The Great Debate had a live studio audience. The mm. other one, the final one that we shot um, – was the day Shelter in Place was announced. And so we had no studio audience. So it was me and Yasser and Reggie Watts and Open Mike Eagle and Baron Vaughn just dicking around um, where it was just off the rails. So I'm very fascinated to see if this show, if that final episode is just like 10 minutes long (laughs) Mm because we were just comedians trying to make each other laugh. And as we do, being dumbasses. So... I'm excited yeah. to watch. That's great. And is there a tweet or some other work of social media you've been enjoying? Yes. Oh, my gosh. So somebody just tweeted Victoria Gita, I think, said, I'm beginning to think hindsight is 2020 was some kind of message from a future time traveler that we all misunderstood. And my <laughs> mind is Whoa. blown. That's amazing. Makes you think. Really does. 2020. I'm, uh, wow. Jamie, where can people find you and what's a tweet you've been enjoying? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Jamie Loftus Help, Instagram at Jamie Christ Superstar. You can listen to Bechtelcast. You can listen to My Year in Mensa. Uh, new episodes of Robot Chicken are coming out right now. So there's some stuff to be seen over there. And the tweet I will find, it's more of an informative tweet, but, I, but it gave me a brief moment of not feeling like total dog shit um so it's from at annabelle greer and it says finding out that kellyanne conway's daughter is on tiktok and is super anti-trump and has dozens of pro blm tiktoks and tiktoks telling trump supporters to go fuck themselves is the bright spot of 2020 i didn't know i was going to get but def needed and then (sighs) on that uh on that thread is a bunch of screenshots from Kellyanne Conway's uh, daughter's TikTok. And um, yeah, so, you know, the the dinners at that house are, are wild. And I hope that, so I don't know. Yeah, we talked about There's that, that. on uh, yesterday's trending. It's pretty Well, God pretty great. damn it. I no. wait. <laughs> yeah, Jamie, okay. what? Don't you listen to every single I episode of this just, show? <laughs> I listen to two episodes a day. I can't get enough. Um, <laughs> I've also, I don't know, everything I, I've liked, it's either very serious news items or it has to do with YouTube drama that's going on right now. What uh, is going on with it? I, I We'll can't. talk about it on we, we Monday's don't episode. <laughs> <laughs> All right, a tweet I've been enjoying. Speaking of kids saying uh, the darndest things slash mispronunciations, what did you mispronounce, Jamie? What was I... Oh, oh God! What did uh, I mean? Mon, Mon Lower? Was that it? Mon Lower, yes. Mon, Mon Lower. Lower, adorable. <laughs> uh, anyways, at Spinupzilla tweeted: Babysitting is so easy. Kids say shit, and you just repeat it back to them. They say like, the pine cones are monsters inside the fish pants, and you go, what? The pine cones are monsters inside the fish pants, and they go, yeah, last yesterday, and you go, oh, and boom, baby's been set. Uh, <laughs> Uh, that's good child care advice you can find me on twitter jack underscore o'brien you can find us on twitter at daily zeitgeist we're at the daily zeitgeist on instagram we have a facebook fan page and a website daily where we post our episodes and our footnotes where we link hey, off nice. 
to the information that we talked about today's episode as well as the song we ride out on and today uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna give a wreck uh, we're gonna ride out on uh, wild light by Peter Matthew Bauer from the Walkmen uh, this is off of his album from a few years back and just a cool song self-produced uh, his family sings on it with them it's just got a really good vibes as miles would say uh it's pretty song uh so we are gonna ride out on that the daily zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. for more podcasts from iHeartRadio, radio visit the iHeartRadio app apple podcast or wherever you listen to your favorite shows that is gonna do it for today we will be back this afternoon to tell you what's trending and we'll talk to you then bye Let's go Oh, I'm in